Hello and welcome to episode 111 of the Five Wide Podcast. I'm Billy Blanchard. I'm joined as always by most of my closest friends to my left. It's Big Sexy himself, Tebow Chafin. Tebow, we'll talk about the playoff. So I just wanted to start. How was your New Year's? It was good. It was good. Uh, Hung out with a younger crowd. I realized that I'm not uh, capable of doing what I once was. It hit about 1130. I was ready to go home. So I guess that is actually kind of normal. Well, I, but yeah, that's just you but at any the fact social that gathering. I did go out to, to begin years. with. I did go out to begin with. You tried. With. Yeah, you know, I tried. Can't 16 people in a room with no clothes on too much for you? Dude, I tell you what, man, I just can't keep it up like I used to. Okay, okay. well, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you mean, you mean your, keep your eyes open? Your no, eyelids. I, I meant like my, my personality, you know, oh, my livelihood. Hey, nobody could see his eyes. Something was uh, on his face. And next, it's good. You're just grabbing, you, brother. Hey, <laughs> you, you always hear him before I introduce him. It's Lane Presnell. Lane, we missed you for our Christmas episode, but you decided to wait till the bowl games got good before you came around. Yeah, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a prime time performer. Um, quick thoughts on your Christmas, New Year's. How's everything been for you? Everything's been well. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier. I got an Xbox. I'm pretty excited is about that, that. Does that count as your favorite Christmas gift? Because Billy did ask. Us <laughs> I did. What our favorite gift was? Bit rude to choose something so, you got for yeah, yourself. I won't. But it'd be on. It'd be on brand. Does um, Emma know you got it? But, so yeah, can you no, say she, it on the pod? She was with me. We've actually yeah. been playing together. Um, Probably I got a putter, uh, Odyssey Eleven. Nice, nice, nice putter, dude. It's sweet. I got that. Um, I got a few other things. Couldn't afford I, the Scotty Cameron. I got a tree stand. I'm not a big Scotty Cameron guy. Wow. I don't like that putter. Okay. Um. So I got that. New Year's resolutions. I got three. You want to hear them? Yeah. What are they again? <laughs> um. Okay. So this is the t- this is the toughest one. I'm down to two coffees and one Celsius per day. Okay. That's what t- were you at? Oh, that uh, is not enough. I'm about six coffees and two oh, Celsius. That's, that's perfect. That's a lot. What is wrong with you guys? Emma that was worried about my health, much. so I backed that down for her. So that that one's for her. Um, this is going to be the, this is another one. Thirty six days this year, I'll be drinking. That's three a month. So okay. I got I got to play that. That sounds like a good amount. Well, I mean, uh, can you roll them over? Yeah, oh yeah, that's what okay. rollovers does, are good. So if I do, in, does that include like special events, weddings, or whatever? That's everything, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, be tough. tough. Make it's sure going to be tough. Make so sure like, you mark down the Kentucky so, Derby. So like, yep, the Kentucky Derby will be a day. I'm going to the cabin this weekend. That'll be three days. Uh, what about our trip, our football trip? That's like four that's, days, brother. So, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be tough. I'm going to try to basically if it's basically what it's going to come down to is if, if it's not a special occasion because I'm going to have about 36 of those I can't drink. Yeah. So we'll you see what happens. out by the time football season starts. You know what the best thing about that is? Even if I fail, I can be like, yeah, my New Year's resolution lasted all the way to, to July. That's true. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nope. kind of like an over. It's like, or it's, it's kind of yeah. like an under. It's like it's should hit. Should we bet on hit. that? Should that? Should we put? Uh, should we put money down on that? Yeah. It's why would you do that? I don't think you'll keep track. No, I don't want to do that. And um, then I think there's one more, but I don't remember it. it you said there was one. three, so it must not be a good one. Uh, yeah. Show up, show up to more than half the pods. You know, let's go ahead and just get that off the table real quick. Um, Connor, wh- we'll get to you in a minute. Why is it that Johnny? always gets a pass is it because he has a kid yeah pretty okay. much that's that is the one reason i, I just want to make sure it's understood he also doesn't have like a home right now he's trying to get that well done. he's he's better well actually so right now he's working afford. on a home that isn't his that's true so that's not fair either um but if that's the case i'm just gonna pop out a kid last thing uh tebow you've got a smu there's shirt your third on. resolution i do have an smu shirt on how do you feel about tanner mordecai to what is it purdue billy I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, uh, Tanner Mordecai is gone. SMU just needs to rebuild. Uh, they lost. The, they didn't have the year everyone's expecting. Well, so, Sonny Dykes left. Yeah, obviously he's a national championship head coach. Uh, now. It's not Purdue. It's Wisconsin. I knew it was a Big Ten team. Oh, with Quinn Ewers too, or Quinn or uh, Nick Evers too, yeah. right? Wow. So yeah, be a quarterback I, SMU battle. will bounce back. They'll get there. 
Okay, cool. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the next. Se- oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> finally, it's the gambling expert himself. I, I know it usually takes you a little longer when Lane's here to get introduced. That's fine. Um, Connor, how was your New Year's? Uh, it was good. I got to watch uh, the Lightning win a hockey game in that person, boy. and that then got to see the most incredible timing of the final of a football game in New Year's at the same exact time. I don't know yeah, how. I don't know how ESPN pulled it off, but they so, really nailed it. So, have you guys seen? I guess Emma was telling me there's been like a big backlash, kick reaction of of these playoff games have to be starting to play in earlier because I guess across bars all across the country that game was on at new year's and have like a lot of yes, people who care no 100 percent. how many relationships do you think ended but as at but, that time i don't know a, but a nobody lot. a lot of people a lot in ohio a lot of people don't care about football that were at the bars and they didn't get to see the ball drop because all the tvs were on georgia ohio state like if you're if you're a the wife of an ohio state fan and he they just missed the kick and the ball drops and you're at a party he ain't coming over to kiss you, go, you go to kiss no, you're, getting, your spouse. you're getting a black eye <laughs> not a kiss and it wasn't a miss can we stop that, that was a shank we have to stop calling that a miss i need to go back we'll talk about it that dude's butthole was tighter than a i don't think it was the kicker what do you think i think the hold may have been a problem but is that why he picked him up he's like yeah you messed this one up bud yeah i think i think there was an issue other than the kick the kick was awful the the kicker's really good he just just nailed a 40 imagine being so nervous that you can't even hold a ball correctly but can you imagine i mean can you imagine though like obviously we're not athletes at that level speak anywhere close, of, close to it well see, yeah, speak for yourself like, still got eligibility uh, left. you would be shaking so bad if you had to kick that shaking yeah. you kidding me i would have pulled that ball and, and you, pulled a shane falco think, on him you would have just said coach i can't i can't I, kick no, it i just said tony i just said uh, i'd have caught lane, it and i'd have pulled it up and lane threw a touchdown gone pass. With, uh, tony romo against the seahawks fumbled the snap put it down tries to run gets tackled at the one <laughs> at the one uh, you would have ran for like 50 yards no oh well billy's seen me go full speed it's not it's gonna take a minute yeah it would have went well past new year's if i was trying to run for the goal line. All right, let's let's get into uh let's get in some of the news before Billy, we talk did you about have a good new year? Uh yeah, my new year's great. Okay, my good. new year's great. What'd you do? Uh, uh, fell asleep. Okay. Fell asleep. Woke back up though to How see the we? end of the game. How early? Uh, like 10:30. So let me ask you this. So you said Danielle woke you up for the ball drop. Is that cuz she wanted a little sugar or because you just needed to see the ball drop? I was up at about 11:15. I saw the whole, okay, pretty so much all play, fourth it quarter. Okay. Well, like so Emma woke me up at like 11:58. Yeah. Right when right when Stetson threw that touchdown pass. I was like this is terrible. Yeah, it was unfortunate for you. Um, one of the biggest uh, Why, Georgia haters. Kissing my wife is is some kind of catastrophe? No. What are you no, saying Georgia about my haters. wife? Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm sure you were just as upset as Ohio State fans in that moment. I was. Yeah. I was. Um, 179 points in the two semifinals. There was, I will say thank you, Connor, for jinxing, saying these games always suck. They're both going to suck. Anytime. And they That's were only Good job, Connor. As soon as Connor made a public declaration, they're like, why do we even watch these games anymore? They're going to be terrible. Taylor's they were like time, two, of, two of probably the three best that they've had since the playoff. Georgia... Uh, Oklahoma was probably the other one that was. I think that's was like up the there. only other good one. Yeah, um, Clemson, Ohio State have one good one. But it also right. shows where college football is. Like 51, 45, 42, 41 in the playoff. Like it, the o- offenses. If you have a good offense, it's really all that matters. And if you don't have point. a good offense, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, and then uh, some of the other news. Obviously, we'll talk about the Michigan ramifications of the game. But one of the big ones, uh, Jim Harbaugh, rumored. Again, rumors, which come out almost every offseason when there's jobs available. Rumors always seems have truth to, be, to them. Seems to be that. some steam that, that he's interested in Great some song. of the head coaching jobs and, and would maybe make the jump. Do you think that would be a good decision like yeah. for Harbaugh or for Michigan? How, how does it affect both parties? I'll here? be honest with you. If I'm a coach right now, I'm trying to get out of college football. I mean, yes, it's been electric and this bowl season has great. I like where it's going with the 12 playoff team. But now with the new NIL stuff and the transfer portal and recruiting, it seems like I'm, I mean I don't know how you can stay married and do that job. 
I mean, it yeah, is. It's, it's a 365 days a year. There is no day off. It is. And the, the player management piece of it, which I think was always important to Saban, right? That's yeah. why Saban, he was relatively successful in the NFL, but nowhere near what he has been in the uh, in college. Like Harbaugh now, if he likes the, hey, this is our locker room. I don't have to deal with free agency every offseason. Like, it, it, it's free agency now. Yeah. So like if you're going to deal with it, you might as well go to the NFL, make some more money. You would, you know, you would think he's going to make at least what he's making, if not more taking that jump and the player movement might be less in the NFL than it is right now in college. Oh, there's no doubt it's less. And I mean, here's another thing too with it. Like, you know, last year we saw a lot of the NIL stuff affecting the the actual um, draft, like the recruiting class itself. Now you've got sophomores and juniors that are underclassmen that didn't get to dip into that NIL money and they're leaving, even though they're perfectly content to get money at another school. And so now it's just all over the board. My, my thing, I think he's, he's, he knows he can have pretty much a lifetime job there at Michigan. Why risk it in the NFL with how quickly they fire coaches left and right? And plus, it looks like Ohio State might be on the downtrend. They've got their number. So why not stay there and keep building what you got going? Yeah. Let, oh, go on, Connor. Uh, I was just going to say a rebuttal that uh, I think Ohio State maybe looks like they're on the downtrend, but the way they played the other night, I don't know if that's completely true. Also, I still think losing to his brother in the Super Bowl bothers him a lot and that he wants to go back and get one for his brother might not be a head coach much longer yeah Harb, it, you want to talk about a guy that has a lifetime contract they won't fire him nah, in i think they will why he is not living up to that hype man he's getting ready to lose lamar probably yeah he's upgrading a quarterback you're right oh we'll okay this we'll is an nfl podcast this is an nfl podcast that's true that's true um uh, another one but uh, fair obviously yeah. bryce young will anderson jameer gibbs all going to the nfl they announce it a lot more alabama um domino is going to fall but three guys who are all projected to be first round picks obviously anderson and young at the top of the first round gibbs getting some steam at the end of the first round if, yeah. if a running back goes um you know other than robinson in the first round but uh, you think bryce young i mean obviously we'll talk a little bit about the Alabama Kansas State game not much compared to what we have do you think that he's got a, a decent shot to be the number one overall pick yes if he doesn't go to the combine yeah I think, they, I think his measures are going to be do bad. you think Will Anderson's a better player like if you if you oh, were oh gosh, I'm not talking yeah. about Will I, I mean Will Anderson could go number one yes I don't think like I said before the pod Houston's not taking a defensive player they're going quarterback yeah um if the Bears get the first pick I think Will Anderson does come off the board but to me CJ Stroud the way he played I think kind of elevated his kind of status yeah and he'll definitely. he'll measure well and everything in the combine i think if young goes in there they're gonna look at him and go oh, you're kind of small and i mean they know kind of to it they, they yeah. took a chance on kyler like murray who's smaller barely right i don't like, know if they're gonna do it again it always comes down gms fall in love with one player look at the jags last year with trayvon walker so it all depends on what gm really what the gm really likes whether it's stroud the bigger size or bryce young who I think I don't think he'll go one overall, especially like Connor said, if it's not the Texans. But if it's the Texans, I, that's his best chance. Well, I, we've I, seen what the playoff does too, and obviously Young not getting that opportunity. Who really cares what he did against Kansas State? Yeah. Um, I mean, Stroud's going nice to have a lot of play, though. I yeah, mean, you don't he see played those through top it. five guys play very yeah. often. I think it was smart for him to play. Obviously, yeah. looking back, if he'd have got hurt, it wouldn't have been smart, right? But right. Um, I think it was good. I think we've got a couple years left of this quarterback mania craziness going in the NFL. We've seen it, Mitchell Trubisky. We've seen time after time these quarterbacks get taken way too quick because the NFL is just so quarterback hungry. Um, I, there, there's not a quarterback in this draft that's top five as far as Anthony athleticism. Well, and, and Anthony Richardson's a prime point, right? I think the last mock I saw him had 11 to Carolina. I saw one that had him 15 to the Jets. And let I me mean, tell you, a team that couldn't get him to work, the and, Jets. And, and that's just, I mean, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, we're sitting here talking about these guys and where they're going to go, like – it's going to get to the point where these smarter teams are going to say, hey, you know what, we'll go find somebody 
that's already in the league that can get it done. Like we need to get the best player because they're hitting on these guys, number one, number three, number five, that are top 15, top 20 players and they aren't worth a damn. So, yeah. I, I mean, mean, if you're in a spot like the Texans, are you really going to roll out Driscoll and Davis? Well, you almost wonder like if you're the Texans and I know this is dicey, but like, you know, uh, Chicago is going to be in that top five range. They, they might need a quarterback. Somebody else are, or they don't, they don't need a quarterback. So maybe you trade back to four, try to get a little something. And then you take Will Anderson. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but And I think you're going to see in college too, just to, to kind of flip it back onto our side of things. I think college is going to get there with the quarterback situation, just like the NFL, where yeah. you're going to see every off season, the top quarterbacks are going to, they're going to be getting offers to come, yeah. to come play because oh, yeah. not having a quarterback I mean, look at Michigan. Michigan's the better team than TCU in a lot of aspects, probably. And we'll talk about that game in just a second. But, like, they didn't have the better quarterback. And you look at Ohio State, Georgia. Bennett played great down the stretch. Don't get me wrong. But Stroud was the better quarterback there and took an Ohio State team that has just as much talent, probably, as Georgia and was able to get them a missed field goal away from a win just because he played so incredibly. Um, And I think the top quarterbacks are going to be at the top of college football, no matter where they get recruited, right? Once guys prove themselves, they're going to get opportunities at the top of the power five pretty quickly. Well, look at Drake May. I mean, if you go look at him and read some of these articles, like he's got no less than 15 or 20 calls from national championship contenders trying to get him to come. Yeah. And like, obviously he hadn't named him or anything, but he's like, nah, I'm staying put, but he's not the only one. Like if if you're decent, like you're going to get a call. Let's talk about, you talked about quarterbacks taking risks. Um, Grayson McCall, takes a risk, plays through the bowl game, gets banged up. You don't know if that has anything to do with it, but he's taking his name out of the portal and he's staying at Coastal Carolina with Tim Beck. I think it's a great, great get for Tim Beck, right? He oh, thought 100%. It was, he thought it was going to be like a, a complete rebuild with a lot of guys leaving. Um, he's at least going to have a quarterback who's probably thought of as a top 10, 15 quarterback in yeah. college football right now. He's got tons of experience and he'll be able to help ease the transition from a Chanticleers team that has been um, at the top of their conference for the last, what, five, six years under Jamie Chadwell. Is that right. the American or the Sunbelt? Sun Their Sunbelt. Yeah, so I think uh, Jamie Chadwell, uh, Grayson McCall has been like some belt player of the year, like two or three years in a row. But um, I think what I read, the only he was going to go to Auburn, but they didn't have his major. And so his credits weren't transferring correctly. And he was going to be a year back or some crazy shit. And so he was like, nah, screw it. I'm out. I'm just going to stay at Coastal. That's what I read. But um, yeah, it's a huge win for Coastal. Oh, for sure. It'd be interesting. So I I think we've, we've talked about really all the big news, anything else that that jumps out to you guys that that needs to be touched on. I mean, I know you missed some last week lane. Um, I guess we could get your thoughts just quickly on Graham Mertz. No, I don't don't want to talk about that. It's irrelevant. He won't play. He won't play it down. If he does, I won't watch. Um, Okay. But I do one thing I do want to talk about, and I know you guys have seen it, and I probably follow. I'm not going to say I follow recruiting the most, but I look at recruiting probably two or three times a day. If you get some time, go to the 2024 draft class. You can go on three, 24 seven. I prefer on three, um, and look at some of these top 100 guys. And all of a sudden, you're seeing Colorado in that top five metric of, of prediction indicator, and that shows you what Dion's doing out there and the people that he's hired. Look for him to have a top 25 class, maybe even top 20 right out of the gate. Yeah, that, that yeah, would oh, obviously be incredible. I mean, he's 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 crushing it. We it's talk about a conference. Alone, in, basically, yeah, it's too, a, right? a conference in flux, right? They're losing some of their superpowers after next year. Maybe Dion's whole plan is, hey, 2020. And we haven't talked about this. There's a reason Cormani McLean hadn't signed with Miami yet. I'm telling you, this guy's going to do some crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see. So let's let's talk about the two big bowl games, and uh, I think we'll start with the Fiesta Bowl. How I want to kind of attack it is, I have some of the the bigger moments, bigger plays. We'll kind of go through it chronologically. And then we'll just touch on on the different pieces of the game, maybe some of the the key critical moments and and your opinion on it. Um, Obviously, TCU 51, Michigan 45. 
Um, this game started and Michigan goes right down the field, right? They go right down the field with a big play from Donovan Edwards. And then they get in the red zone, one of the best red zone teams all year. And you could see that TCU was able to kind of stuff the run a little bit. And all of a sudden, Michigan panicked like, oh, hey, we got to find a way to get in the end zone here. They run the Philly special and get stuffed. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say... Because they aren't from Philly, Billy. Well, I also... I think and the Harvard play special? the play has been run so much now yeah. by so many teams in college and pro. It's an easy read and a key. And obviously, they finally get a corner who stays home. You always see that quarterback yeah. wide open. And Michigan had no backup plan. Nope. That guy got the ball. The quarterback was covered. Oh, no. And he had no... Like, he put the ball down and just tried to run yeah. from, like, the... 13 yard line. Well, be it's honest, never gonna work. but that's what you got to do with the Philly special. If it's not there, you just yeah. take the loss. Yeah, but on fourth down, I mean, it, it's yeah. like you might as well throw it, right? You're not, you're just gonna Give get tough. Um, but yeah, so they get stuffed, and then TCU, you know, doesn't do much, punts it, and then immediately JJ McCarthy throws the pick six, and it's like, okay, wait, here we go. TCU's defense is in, they're up for it, they get the score. Um, obviously, fo- you know, followed up by field goal, deep play, TCU up 21 to six. In the first half, big plays. Michigan struggled offensively. They moved the ball a little bit, but it was a little bit. You could see McCarthy panicking a little bit, and they weren't able to run it as successfully as they've done all year. Were you guys impressed, surprised by how TCU came out? The fact that they were willing to to just kind of stand up and punch Michigan in the mouth. They were able to run the ball. They were able to stop the run. First, not the whole first half thoughts, but the first half was definitely a little bit boring in terms of college football playoff. Like Connor was saying, it was one of those that looked, oh man, TCU might run away with this. You know, Moody hits a 57 yarder that was at awesome. the end of the half to make it 21 to six. That was awesome. I mean, it, it was all TCU in the first half. Your thoughts on the first half in general, how both teams came out um, and some early thoughts just while you were watching it. Uh, I was I was a little surprised to see TCU kind of stand up to Michigan. You're used to Michigan kind of playing that bully ball up, run it down your throat. They're going to be great on both sides of the lines. And TCU, more known as that spread them out team, kind of not quite the classic air raid, but they held their own. And that, was, that I did not expect that. I definitely did not expect it to continue into the game I thought it was you know maybe just an adrenaline like hey we're here we're going to show them we deserve to be here and and we're going to come out we're going to have some fun and hit them in the mouth and see where it goes but the fact that they were able to keep that up all game that's what I was most surprised about yeah I mean it doesn't matter if you're number three or you're number 10 when you go down 21-6 in the first half like you're facing uphill battle because at that point like you know if you're TCU's obviously this one's a little different with the final score but going into halftime you're saying hey we just need probably 14 points here like we can get that 35-42 range with the way our defense is playing and that's what you saw. Yeah, Michigan, they played them neck for neck. I think they outscored them in the third quarter, but they played them you know, toe for toe in the second half. Just they couldn't overcome that deficit. Um, I will say from a whole, it was very good. And I think college football really needed it was that upset. They needed a three to take yeah. down a two. Um, it would have been nice to see that four take down a one, but at least they played close. You know, the the reason they expanded to the twelve team playoff in the first place was because that top four approach just wasn't very exciting. There were no close games. You know, Alabama's beat Michigan State thirty eight seven. All these just boat races that are getting killed. Um, so it was very good for the playoff. I think they needed an underdog story, and now they've got one. And I, and I think that was very good. Well, yeah, and, and I, I just think we've seen it a little bit, um, and I saw this article somewhere, but how the Super Bowls over the last five, six years have started being good again. Yeah. But there was about a 10, 12-year stretch where there was one team in the Super Bowl that was blowing people out, and those games weren't John delivering. Gruden, John Gruden and the boys? And, and, and it was just kind of... You know the Super Bowl is never going to lose the nah, the yeah. mystique around it, but the playoff had right. Yeah. I mean, we switch oh, yeah. we switch from the BCS to playoff, thinking, hey, we're going to get four teams. That's going to be exciting. 
And each year it was the top two. You know, if it wasn't the top two, the three seed or the four seed was blowing out the one or the two. We yeah. just weren't getting good games. It, they were all one sided. And, and to get two games that were back and forth affairs, I think it was really good for college football. Um, but just, just getting back to this, I mean, I didn't even really touch on it. Another key moment of the first half, the refereeing was very questionable in that one sequence, especially for Michigan. They get the pick. It's misspotted by like three or four yards yeah. easily. Yeah. Then they throw the deep ball. Guy catches it at the one, bobbles it going in. I think Roman Wilson, I believe. They call him down at the one. And then Michigan tries to hand the ball to uh, you know their fullback, miss, kind of miss the exchange, ball drops, fumble into the end zone. And it was another red zone stop for TCU yeah. when Michigan, again, like you said, they just always seemed like they were going to get back into it and maybe even pull away when they did so. And that was the first exchange where it was like, oh, here we go. Michigan's about to get right back into this thing. They blow the opportunity. Um but the refereeing, I, I don't know. Your thought? Did you did you guys think that was a touchdown from the from the initial? I mean, all the people on the on the on the broadcast were saying, "Hey, I don't know how you overturn this, right?" right? And and yeah. not only do they overturn it, but it turns out to be a really really key moment in the game when you look at the final score. It's a six point game. Uh, I guess what I'll say is, um, yes, I thought it was a touchdown, but I think I think the oh, the whole the refereeing as a whole is just going to get worse and worse because the spectators are getting better and better. And now they've got these analysts, Mike Austin, I think is his name. They got these ESPN referee analysts on there that are also putting, you know, basically what he says. Then all of a sudden everybody who's watching the game thinks, okay, that's what it's supposed to be. And we just have so many more angles than we did five, 10 years ago, where when the refs messed up, it wasn't as visible and you weren't able to be as, as, as crucial of them as you are now. And it's only going to get worse as we keep getting higher and higher in technology. Technology. And so, yes, I think it was a touchdown, but I think that we're just going to have to get used to this as a whole because I think it's only going to get worse with the angles and, and the different things that we're able to see from the TV. Yeah, and college football, their refs aren't full time, right? I don't, I know the NFL isn't full time. Maybe at the very top of the of the Power Five, and even even full time, put right. it in quotations, because right. a lot of those guys have other, other things jobs. that they do. That's, so a lot, they, a lot of those guys, they need to have like a full time. Rep, they, almost kind of like an academy where you go, you learn, you go back, you watch it should film be a career. at the end of the year. It yeah, should be it a career, should. Right. I think Pat McAfee was talking about it on his um, radio show. He's, he says there seems to be, in the NFL, he wasn't talking about college, but in the NFL there seems to be kind of, I don't want to show, the booth guys don't want to show up the guys on the field. And the field guys get butt hurt all the time. And I feel like there's some discontent between the people on the field and in the booth going back to that. And I think it's the same way in college football. So that's why they need to all go to some academy in the offseason, uh, watch film together during the during the season, and kind of get on the same page so the guys in the booth can get familiar with what the guys on the field are going to call and vice versa. Yeah. So until that gets fixed, it's just going to be going back. Well, and, and I'll say this too, one other thing that's inexcusable, and the NCAA is going to have to figure this out. In the NFL, you don't see it because they don't put up with that crap. But this just dog cussing the referees on the sidelines. Now, we talk about technology and being able to read people's lips they don't do that in the nfl the nfl doesn't put up with that and so the ncaa is gonna have to figure something out because there was one where i mean he was letting some f-bombs loose right in the guy's ear and the poor ref and i was like man if it was me i'd just turn around and throw the flag on him i mean well, and you start throwing 15 yards no on accountability. these guys there needs to be some yeah. accountability you yeah. look at some of these other games um and we'll talk touch on them a little bit but just while we're on the topic there's there was two examples i saw obviously shane beamer gets a big 15 yard penalty he was um, that, right that, that, he, he was, was right he was, was right. right it was yeah. a bad call yeah but it's because they have their guys in their ear, right? Yeah. Saying, hey, they missed this call. Yeah. And I just don't know if the refs get the same help, right? Yeah. The guys on the field, they, they always talk about the replay officials in the booth and stuff like that. I do think there needs to be more, hey, we have all this technology. 
stop it, fix it, and don't leave it to the guys on the field to go look at a monitor. Like everyone knew that they got that Michigan spot wrong by about five yards on the pick, not on the play. But they don't. How does that not get fixed? So, oh, here's what I'll say, and I, I can't speak for the rest of the country, but obviously, you know, I've, I've got a lot of friends that are Ole Miss friends, fans, yeah. Mississippi State, Alabama, and they absolutely would agree with you that, like, this whole help, they think it's very biased because, like, for the SEC, for example, that re- that the reviews come out of Birmingham which is in Alabama. So like you see sometimes with the reviews and stuff, you're like, Oh, Alabama's getting home cooking. Sometimes it is. Cause you got some redneck sitting there at the TV screen. That's in Birmingham. That's a big Alabama fan. So I don't know how that goes across the board everywhere else, but there definitely is some bias there. I think at least in the sec with, even if it goes to re- replay, it's like, eh, well, eh, I don't know. Well, Let's go this way. That's interesting. Cause they were sec officials during the fiesta bowl. So I wonder if that actually did well, go back. to. Well, Birmingham. I don't know. Which, I, which, I don't know that, but I can tell you like, that's what some of those guys say out like the old miss guys yeah. are like, yeah, they get home. Well, and, it, it, and you want to talk about bad officiating, so prepare yourself for next week. ACC officials for the national yeah. championship. Yeah. So, I, think, I, think, I think the problem is the college football fan, you know, you hear people, the casual observer, complain mm. about the stoppages. Yeah. And the problem is because of the stoppages, why does the ref have to go look at it? it it's all like they don't want to they don't want to take away the power that the refs have, but it's gone. Right. Like with all the angles we get on TV, with the fact that immediately something's wrong and 80 people on Twitter pointed out immediately and then everybody gets against the people on the field. Yeah. I think the refs need to have less responsibility. They call the game and and what? 90 percent of plays go. No problem. Yeah. They get the spot. But the other 10 percent. Just fix it. You don't have yeah. to go look at it. Just have the guy in the. Hey, I just saw a TV yeah. angle. It's supposed to be spotted at the forty-eight. Fix it. You well, don't have it, to come it, look at it. That's what it, it's, it's right. Even like oh, even, not want to show up. The well, other like, guy. and you would think that like even like just give them an earpiece or something. Yeah. Where like where like the guys in the booth give in Birmingham or whatever can like just. I mean, we're at a place now where the quarterbacks have microphones in their headset. Give them a headset and say, "Hey, nope, wrong spot. Blow your whistle. Blow your whistle." Yep. I mean, they have. They do have that. That's. I know, but they're so hesitant to stop. I know. And but what they shouldn't have. What I'm saying is like. To, for a spot like what Billy just said, they should not be having to go over to a screen. Like, let the guys right. that are already behind the screen just tell them where to spot the damn Right, football. they don't need to go over that little... IPad. But then you get, oh, where's Big Brother at? Eyes in the sky. Exactly. They move that, and then it's a whole other it, it is. It's a can of worms. It's yeah. tough, it, yeah. and we want it to be perfect in games like these, and it never will be. Yeah. And that and it is, it's part of the alert of it, because it gives these talking points, right. yep. but little stuff needs to get fixed quicker and cleaner 100%. without having to, to stop See, the See, I don't think it's tough at all, I mean, because baseball did this. The umpires were very against instant replay and everything. They've never looked at a screen. They literally walk over to the dugout, put on a headset, and whatever the guy in the headset they talk says, to each other. very true. That's it. What are you That's doing a good point, on? Billy. Like, let's hang out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard to and do. And they get it right. Right. And, and even if teams don't like it, and like, the umpires can they hate, get it right. The umpires hate when they're wrong, and you can see it, but they just deal with it. And yeah. They move on. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. Um, no. All right. Let's get back to the game a little bit. Obviously, the second half is what everybody talked about, and it was one of those games where you know you're getting ready for New Year's. Everybody had their own plans, but uh, Michigan, you know, they get the interception down twenty-one nine with 744 left in the third and all of a sudden everything flipped the game went from just another game to appointment television i would assume for everybody casual viewers uh big time fans like us the the next 20 minutes were some of the most ridiculous back and forth college football we've ever seen and i'm just going to run through it quickly and then we'll touch on our points from it um michigan runs the flea flicker touchdown Immediately. TCU, you know, now it's 21-16. Everybody thinks, oh, here Michigan comes. They're a second-half team all year. They get a three-play touchdown. TCU does. Big play with Johnson, uh, and then they, they run the ball in with uh, Mercado, who I know we'll talk about, was unbelievable in this game. Yeah. After Kendra Miller goes down, you think, oh, man, now TCU's not going to be able to run the ball. Um, then, after TCU's touchdown, J.J. McCarthy throws another pick six. 
Um, Dion, uh, D. Winters, who was unbelievable in this game, they yeah. get their second pick six, and now everybody's like, "Oh, well, TCU is going to run away with it again." Nope. Uh, they they stop the they stop the the attack. Then uh, JJ uh, McCarthy goes gets a touchdown. TCU comes right back, gets another score. Michigan scores again. To point, it's forty one to thirty at the end of the third quarter. It was twenty one nine with yeah. seven minutes and forty four seconds left. We saw an unbelievable forty one points in seven minutes, and that was just to end the third quarter. Yeah. And the third quarter ends with a fumble where Michigan jumps right back on it and now has everything in front of them. Down 11, short field. The, the, what I took away from the third quarter here when Michigan's trying, I think Michigan panicked a little bit. And even though offensively it was working great, every time they got within a one-score game, my, their defense, I don't know if you guys noticed it, they kept blitzing. Yeah, It was like all of a sudden they were playing like there was two minutes left and they had to get a stop. They started blitzing Duggan and leaving guys one-on-one on the outside and TCU just got big play after big play. And the guys on the broadcast were talking about it. Like, what was Michigan doing? Why were they trying to make it a shootout? Yeah, It it was so crazy. I I don't know your thoughts on just the end of that sequence of the third quarter. Did you think Michigan was going to come back? Um, Did you did you notice that in terms of the defense? What what was what was going on? I think that's when you saw Michigan start to get a little bit worried when they were kind of standing up TCU. They were getting back in the game, but TCU still wasn't going back down. TCU was staying in it. TCU was staying ahead. And I think that's when Michigan kind of started to panic, tried to force an error on TCU's part with all the blitzes. I so I, I, I think... I, I don't know. Yeah, I think Tebow's right. I think it gets to the point where regardless of how much time's left, you see fourth quarter and you see you're down by 11. And you're thinking, okay, even if we score, TCU might come back and score, vice versa, vice versa. And so something's got to give. You've got to get a big turnover or something. And so they did get in that shootout mentality, whether they should have or not. But that's what happened, and obviously it didn't pay off for them. I I unfortunately didn't get to watch it live. The the momentum and everything changed, but I kept going into the concourse of the arena, and like I saw the scores, like, oh, this game's over. And then I'd go back in, and it was like, okay, now both teams scored 20 points when I was away. So I don't really know what happened. But to me, it feels like TCU – showed them that they were going to play a Big 12 style of football like hey we can run up and down the field Michigan finally was like okay let's do this but if you're going to do that against a Big 12 team clearly the Big 12 team is going to have the advantage and that's what it looks like in the well yeah and you look at I mean a quarterback in Max Duggan who just didn't make the crucial mistakes right Right. he threw some interceptions in this game but they were balls off his receivers hands deflected whereas J.J. McCarthy throws two pick sixes and it's like, all right, you want to get in a shootout, you have the worst quarterback. And yeah, their offense was going up and down the field. Um, they couldn't stop Ronnie Bell and Roman Wilson on the outside, TCU. But they just kept delivering. They kept answering. They kept answering. Michigan scores after that fumble with 14-13 left in the fourth quarter. Gets a two-point. It's 41-38 right away. And then Michigan blitzes again. Yeah. And Quentin Johnson on that crossing route yeah. goes 70-something yards. And all of a sudden... I mean, it was it was insane. But, TCU you know, goes and scores again. Missed tackle there. Yeah, I mean, I a mean, missed tackle on a third yeah, down. You, you got you stop. make that tackle, it works out pretty well. It, yeah, I mean, for sure, so. for sure. It was just it was just an interesting um, kind of uh, strategic back and forth. So uh, there was a little bit of a lull. Both teams kind of um, started playing a little bit more close to the vest. Roman Wilson scores a touchdown with three minutes left to get Michigan back within six. They get the stop with the timeouts force the punt and then Michigan in the most crucial moment obviously it was already fourth and ten there was less than a minute left but they get the bad snap on fourth down that that you know ended things for them and TCU pulls away with the 51 45 win TCU would never relinquish that lead even with all that back and forth affair in the second half they never relinquished the lead they stayed ahead um and we've talked about Michigan a lot and what they didn't do and and things that that didn't go right for them but man this TCU team all year, 
everybody's been Just so quick to write prayer, them off. Bud. But these are the type of games that they've found a way to win. And, yeah. and people people called it luck. They didn't pull out the one in the Kansas State in the Big 12 championship. And people were like, oh, here we go. It's finally broken for them. But for them to show the resilience. Which is crazy to say with an overtime loss. Yeah. It's like, oh, the, wow, they, they finally couldn't do it. So for them to show the resilience still did, to yeah. just continue to fight back, to fight back when they had every excuse to make a bad play, to have a three and out. Yeah. So and they just they wouldn't do it. They kept battling. Uh, Max Duggan, fourteen of twenty nine, two hundred twenty five yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, two rushing TDs as well. But I look at those numbers, right? Fourteen of twenty nine. Yeah, not. It's not like they, it's not but it's not like they were dicing them up. And for Michigan to just say, okay, we're not going to make you drive down the field. We're going to just we're going to see who can get more big plays. And TCU just constantly got the big plays, and and Michigan's defense was kind of giving them that. Yeah, and it, it was just it was an interesting second half. Um, you know, Demarcado we talked about seventeen carries, one hundred fifty yards, and a touchdown. Quentin Johnson six catches, one hundred sixty three yards, and a touchdown. Talk about guys that are going to be first round picks. Mm-hmm. He was incredible in this game as well. Um, Michigan, you know, only gets one sack on Max Duggan with all that pressure they were trying to bring. Um, it, it was a it was a crazy game. Michigan had every chance, and and honestly. You, you know, you look at it as a neutral observer saying they probably should have won that game, right? They, they get they get nothing from two goal goal line um, drives early in the game. But man, it, TCU finds a way. And I just think they're more battle tested throughout the year. And yeah. it showed Michigan didn't get a lot of opportunities in these late close games, back and forth affairs. And I, it was nice to see the team that has been in more of those situations be able to hang on and say, hey, maybe that does mean something when we're looking at games. It's not always just the better team on the field. Who is more proven in those crucial moments? And TCU just kept delivering time and time again. Sonny Dykes, I don't know where the rest of his career goes, but this year has already made him a legend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, at TCU. It gives you hope as a Florida fan, doesn't it, T? Yeah, you know, you look at it. Five and nine last year. Now they're playing in the championship. Hey, six and seven in Gainesville. There's a chance. Already a step ahead. First time playing for national championships in 1938. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to win it. Any final thoughts on this game before we move on to the other? Were there any other key points that we didn't really discuss that you guys have any opinions on? The horned frog is just a great mascot. It's a great mascot. Uh, I mean, it proved to me that TCU can go up against a team of way better athletes and hang in there with them. Whether they can do that again, I'm not sure, but I think it, it definitely opened my eyes like, okay, this team is not fluky. It was good to see they a, know how to play. A, a team that isn't a blue blood go right. through and beat a blue blood college Correct. football team, and now they're in the national championship. So it's something different I'm all in on. Also just makes you wonder, what would Michigan be with a quarterback? Yeah. Could right. what would they be? Yeah. And, and, where did, where, and you look at, like, okay, the fact that semifinals have not delivered, and it's usually been where these magical runs have, have ended and died and, and died, um, you know, emphatically. And it, and it didn't happen here. It was really, really impressive. Um, oh, I do want to touch on that. Y'all talked about them wanting upsets in the playoff. The two seeds won the most. A three won last year. Two fours have won and two ones have won. Yeah, but even so, when it's been upsets, it's been Two like, fours have won? Yeah. yeah it's First been, year. It's been Ohio then, State. It's been Alabama. Alabama's right. a four one, one time as well. Really? Yeah. So teams have, but it, has, it hasn't fours, been the, 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 the no well, game. I stand corrected the, semi, the semis have been awful. That's true. But that the seeds have all won. The three okay. has the least of them. Well, you look at even like, I think Notre Dame might have been a two when they played Clemson one time. Oh. And they got blown out. It's but everybody thought Clemson would win that right, game. Right, right, it's right. Like, what was uh, what was Oregon when they beat Florida State, or what was who was the that was two v four. Oregon was the highest in the game. Ohio yeah. State was a four. Gotcha. Yeah, it was it was very very interesting. Um, you know, obviously that game, and and I think a lot of people, myself included, thought, oh, there's the great game. There's no way the Peach Bowl right. can deliver or get anything close. But it did, and was, it was just as good of a football game. This is the fourth straight year of one v three in the final. Wow. Okay. Didn't know that. Very cool. Yeah. Spot. Um, all right. Let's talk about that Peach Bowl. Georgia 42, Ohio State 41. An absolutely unbelievable game. All kinds of storylines. Maybe more so even than the TCU-Michigan game. Um, you know, Georgia 
they, this was another uh, – I was watching this game with a few people at a New Year's party, and Georgia drives down the field, first drive. They get third and one, and they run this cute little play action, Stetson Bennett rollout, lose a couple yards, and miss the field goal. Yep. And it's like, all right, well, these physical teams that we talk of, they're running the ball, running the ball – it's like the the pressure situations. Maybe the offensive coordinator got a little bit too cute there. Ohio State goes right down the field and scores. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. was unreal in this game. We'll it's talk a shame about shame he got taken out. Yeah, um, but you know the offensive line was playing really well. Jalen Carter was a non-factor early Not, on for Georgia, and, 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 and he was and frustrated. Throughout. Yeah, he was very frustrated. You could tell. Um, I thought Ohio State's line play was incredible here, but you know Georgia jumps back. McIntosh scores, and then all of a sudden. Um, the sequence of the game, you know, Harrison, they, they drive down again. Harrison fumbles, right? And it gets kicked out of bounds yep. by Georgia players. And then Mayan Williams scores. And then Stetson Bennett, who we talked about all year, has been really good at keeping, you know, keeping the ball safe. They're down a touchdown. He tries to force yep. something, and Steel Chambers gets the pick. Ohio State goes up 21-7. Quick. And those receivers were doing whatever they wanted on the outside. And everybody's like, hold on a second here. Like, this is a real game now. Yeah. I don't think anybody thought it was over at that point, but it's like, all right, Ohio State's in this thing to play. Yeah. Um, your thoughts again early. I mean, Georgia, a team that has been able to turn it off and turn it on when they've needed to all year, but to start a little bit slow in the game, do you think it's more they just got punched in the mouth and Ohio State played great? So, yeah, I think what happened was, and I was telling somebody at work on this on Friday, I said, Ohio State money line here. And let me tell you why. All we've talked about for the past couple months and really even more so after Michigan beat the brakes off of them Ohio State's soft they're a spread team they won't punch anybody in the mouth I guarantee you that was Ryan Day's message the entire time coming up to this game everybody thinks you're weak everybody thinks you're soft and so what they do they actually came out and showed like hey we're five and four star guys too and we can get physical and they hit them right in the mouth and jumped up 21-7 and I think that's what you saw you saw a team that listen to the outside noise and used it for good and you saw a Georgia team that kind of probably thinking hey we're Georgia these guys are soft Michigan just beat the crap out of them um, yeah we're going to handle them and I think that's kind of where that 21-7 came to and Georgia Georgia woke up at that point yeah, I, I think Georgia kind of relied on their defense too much, and they, they didn't take into account how explosive Ohio State's guys on the outside were. And that kind of bit them, in the, bit them in the butt to start out, but then they kind of woke up to it, came back to it, and Stetson Bennett got his interception out of the way, and then he just put on a show, it seemed like, from there on out. Yeah, I mean, from that 21-7 point, Georgia goes right down the field, scores again, then they get a stop. Stetson Bennett rushes in a touchdown. All of a sudden, it's 21-21. Let me break you real quick. Uh, breaking news out in the Rose Bowl. Sean Clifford just threw about an 80-yard dime. I thought it was to, Utah at first. I don't know who I was, it was. Like, to Penn State. Doing? Penn State is now up 28-14 with 14 minutes left. But based on what we've seen, this game ain't over. Billy, back to you. Yeah, and then uh, you know, just quickly to end on kind of the, the first half, Georgia kicks a field goal, goes up 24-21, and everybody's like, all right, uh, now here Georgia's come, here in charge yeah. again. I think there was about 50 seconds left. Ohio State goes. Too much time. And they score a touchdown on a beautifully designed play. They had him in the cover three look. They send the slot receivers on cor- on uh, corner routes and yep. just send the running back right up the middle. And he gets the big touchdown p- pass um, to end the first half. Ohio State goes in at, at half 28-24, and they're getting the ball. And then they go down and they score again. Yep. You're looking at 35-24. And I'll be honest, I turned it off for a few minutes at that point. Even after what we had just saw, I said, "Eh, I like Ohio State. I was going to say, I think there was three times during the game where I sat there and went, I think Ohio State's actually going to win this thing. Like, I don't know if Georgia can actually come back again. And then they kept doing it and doing it, including the final drive, which we'll get to. I At that point, when Georgia took the lead with a minute left, I said, oh, Ohio State really is going to go out and win this thing. 
Yeah. I felt it, that was like one of the first times watching Georgia this year. I felt like the other team was playing much better. Well, yeah, and we we had already seen Georgia down by two touchdowns. Right. Ohio State, and you know they come all the way back, take the lead, and Ohio State immediately uses what what has been kind of known as like that that Belichick time, right? Ending the ending the first half, getting the ball, going to score. They put two touchdowns on the board, and then all of a sudden Georgia's back in an eleven mm-hmm. point hole right away. Um, Thirty five seconds left in the third quarter. Georgia's down eleven, and what I thought was the the key moment of the football game, Stroud scrambling around on third and goal throws one up to the back of the end zone Marvin Harrison gets his hands on it and gets absolutely leveled flags fly targeting it's targeting more importantly they 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 overrule it which I I don't think it was a necessarily dirty hit it's tough you see calls like that I feel like all the time if they're not in the end zone throw him out they there he's kicked out Um, but more importantly Harrison concussion symptoms out for the rest of the game. I mean, rightfully and, so. He, oh, should, yeah. he should have had concussion symptoms. And, and, it, and it turned around. Ruggles kicks the field goal. They go up 38-24. But then immediately, Georgia goes and gets a field goal. They get a stop. And then, I don't know if it's that little bit of Georgia luck, a little bit of magic they needed. The corner slips. Yeah. And Aiden Smith goes for 70-something yards. And all of a sudden, there's 841 left. And it's a one-score game again. Yeah. And Georgia's right back in it. Um, CJ Stroud did everything he could in this football game. He was absolutely incredible. He starts running. They go down. They get another field goal. Ruggles, uh, 48-yarder. But then Georgia drives down. They're down by six. And A.D. Mitchell, who I don't believe had had a catch since like week two, gets the touchdown with 55 seconds left. Georgia takes the one-point lead. And I think everybody thought, "Hey, this thing's going to end." Nope, I knew I knew there was you, plenty of time. Yeah, like no, no, no. no. I think uh, I think everybody you, knows it, knows oh. it's going to end on a field goal. Did you uh, see yes. Stetson Bennett when he walked off the field? Yeah, no. too much he, time. he shook his head and he literally went, "We left him too much time." And like I, he, I think he was more nervous than the kicker was when he went yeah. out there on the next drive. Yeah, it was, and, and obviously C.J. Stroud rallies the boys, gets a huge run, twenty-five something yards at the middle. I don't know where that's been all year. Ohio State has a fifty-yarder with a couple seconds left. Stroke of midnight is is taken down, like you were saying, Lane. All across the country, people are looking at their <laughs> looking at their clocks, being like, "Hey, uh, this thing needs to hurry up and end." Let the ball drop. They settle for the field goal, fifty yarder. Ruggles, who's been unbelievable all year, his whole career there, and like you said, whether it was the hold, whether it was the kick, I got a couple, when it left his foot, it never had a chance. I, I got a couple issues. I had an audible that. chuckle when I saw I, it. I got a couple issues with that on, on that last play, and I I think Ohio State kind of did him an injustice. They get that first down. There's you know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds left, and then they run the ball, right? Yeah. Why do you run the ball there? Like, I get what you're trying to do. Say, Keep hey, we're in field goal range. Let's get a few more yards. But you you just went all the way down the field. Try, you've got a timeout. You're fine. Try to get 10 or 15 yards closer. I mean, good Lord, you're leaving it for a 50-yarder. Bad things are going to happen. Anytime you're 40-plus out on the game with the games on the line like that, chances are they're going to miss that kick. And it's just it, – it was unfortunate to put him in that situation. Um, I'm just looking at a replay real quick. Wanted to check the hold. Hold was perfect. Hold was perfect? Yeah. It, well, and it's it's crazy that we just talked about the whole game, and there's a few <laughs> key moments that have been um, overanalyzed now and are basically being thought of as the biggest key plays in the game we haven't even touched on. Um, you know, Georgia, when they were down by – I think they were still down by two scores at this point. They went forward on a fourth and one. Yeah. Brock Bowers gets tackled, reaches out. Everybody says he's short. And they go and look at it, and he got the first down with one of the most unbelievable, like, offensive agility things I've ever seen. Somehow stops his foot from sliding out of bounds, sticks his hand down on the ground like an inch from the sideline, and they go and look at it and realize that he actually reached the ball just far enough to get the first down. If they don't get that first down, the game's probably over or at least in. in, And then, you know, we talked about a little bit before the pod lane, the fake punt. 
Ohio oh, State has God. this thing. They dial it up, fourth and one. They're getting set to snap the ball. And they got it. And they, they snapped it. And yeah. he gets three, four yards easily. Got what he and Kirby Smart said that the guys on the field noticed that something was a little bit off. They didn't want to take the timeout. They, there was a little bit of confusion. He decides to pull the trigger on the timeout, stop the fake punt, but not early enough where they didn't see it. And Ohio State in that moment, Ryan Day said, uh, we don't, we're not going to run the regular play here on fourth and one yeah. with a two score lead. And they, they punt it. Yeah. And that sequence, I mean, you see all the time and you see in bowl games, especially all these teams have their best fakes that they've been able to prepare for for a month. Oh, no. And they almost always work. Right. We were at the Gator Ball. We saw a couple of them, you know, for both teams um, and, and all throughout bowl season. You've seen these fakes just work, work because anytime you have a month to prepare, oh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. going to and something about Kirby Smart made him take that time out. Oh, I don't and think it, ended it was up, ended up changing that game. I think one of one of the coaches or an analyst upstairs was pretty nervous to say something and finally it was like hey Kirby they're they're faking this like yeah. I've seen this set up before you gotta, you gotta call, call it because the how late it came in someone in his ear said something and he finally clicked it was just the perfect sequence of events and we saw it so much I mean you see the corner slipping you see Bowers getting that first down you see the timeout called there Georgia did all those little things and they got the breaks and I think that's the only way that they win this football game Ohio State gave them their best shot they were incredible in this game uh, Ryan Day has been getting a lot of hate over the last month or so since they lost to Michigan. He dialed up a perfect game plan. They had every opportunity to win this game, and sometimes things just don't go your way. Um, And I think this was more of a story of uh, Georgia finding a way to win this football game than it was about Ohio State losing it. I know they had their chances, but it it was just a great football team between two great football teams that anybody would... It's going to go down in the history books. I mean, I think think what echoes that is what Kirby said right after the game where he was like, yeah, we did not deserve to win this game at all. We we did what we needed to do to win, but Ohio State played much better and we just got all the breaks. I mean, yeah. he, he basically was like, yeah, they played way better than we did. The fact that we won this game is a miracle, uh, but we did what we had to do. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State without their two best receivers in the entire second half. I mean, Smith and Jigba hasn't played the whole year. Yeah. And obviously Harrison going down, and they're still able to put on that kind of performance. Stroud, we talked about, was incredible. 348 yards, four touchdowns, um, 34 rushing yards as well, including some big ones in, in big moments. And then Stetson Bennett, you know, for all the hate he gets, delivered an absolutely unbelievable second half. Um, 398 yards to the air, three touchdowns, only that one interception and a rushing touchdown. And it sets us up with, you know, a game that if you would have told us it was going to be Georgia TCU two weeks ago, everybody would have thought Georgia's going to, I mean, they're going to roll. Imagine if you'd have told us Georgia TCU three months ago. Yeah. I mean, mean, we'd have been like, yeah, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Georgia huge. And and the spread reflects it. And we'll talk about that game in a second, 13 point spread. Uh, But like, I think everybody around the country thinks, hey, man, it's really easy to write TCU off, but they keep finding a way to do these things. And why can't they do it against Georgia? How happy are y'all that we were that close, and I mean that close, to actually having to deal with an Ohio State versus Michigan final? Uh, I mean, it was right. I wouldn't have watched it. I wouldn't have watched a word. I don't think anybody really It would have been unbearable for the next week to listen about that game. Yeah, and uh, we we avoid the rematch, right? And and a matchup we haven't really seen. Georgia, TCU, we always see these same teams, these same teams. And even though it's Georgia, they are relatively new um, to the fold when it comes to playoffs. The last couple of years, they've they've made themselves known. But TCU comes out of nowhere. And this is, what, probably the first time? Is it the first time in the playoff that we see like a true... Favored all year, number one team, tested right after they get through Ohio State, and we get the darling, the Cinderella, not in the semifinal, in the final. 
finds a way there. It's going to be a game with a uh, ton of steam, and I just hope it delivers. They're the George, think, they're the George Mason of college I, football, boys. I think the closest <laughs> we, we've come to this would be Oregon when they the first year. Yeah. They, I think they were undefeated and played really well, won the Pac-12 and everything. And then you, I don't remember if you recall, but Ohio State limped in with Cardell Jones, and they kind of were the darlings. Yeah. So that's probably the closest. Yeah. Uh, one other thing to touch on about Cardell these, Jones. And wow. correct me if I'm wrong, we, we hinted at targeting. I don't think there was an official targeting call in either game. Which uh, I don't believe there don't was. So which either. I'm glad. I mean, Michigan freaked out at the end. I know in their game because there was a borderline. Oh, that, they were just praying for something to keep their hopes but alive. Yeah. If if a ref would have called a targeting, especially in the second half of one of these games, you and, made, and made one of these stars oh, yeah. have to miss the first half of the championship, that would have been yeah. You got to so let them play. Yeah, yeah. It's, it I agree. Incredible football, man. I'm so glad that we get to talk about these two games in depth like that because they've been such duds, right? Yeah. And, and um, you know, but before we get to kind of a little bit of a preview and then go over our picks. I did want to talk about that. I mean, this whole week had game after game of incredible down to the wire football after, you know, what the first three weeks or so of bowl season where we just got nothing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to touch on these games. Maybe your thoughts from we don't talk about the games near not yeah, even getting close yeah, to yeah, in depth, yeah, yeah. but just your thoughts on the teams overall. I mean, I have a little notes on all of them. I, I think starting out, um, you know, we touch on a little bit at the end of last week. The Duke obviously blows out UCF. That was right before we recorded last week, 30 to 13. Mike Elko, nine wins in his first season. Big, uh, big incredible, incredible turnaround. <laughs> One of the, the lesser talked about stories, right? With how good Definitely. Kansas was early in the year. I mean, for a Duke team, much like TCU to go from absolute nothing to that kind of turnaround shows you get a quarterback in there and you get a coach that knows what he's doing yep. and these teams can turn around like that. So I don't think you're going to see the doormats of college football in these power fives with these long stretches that we've seen, right? I think that stuff's going to change year to year a lot more now. Um, and that was kind of just the, the first note of it. Arkansas, Kansas was really the game that started bowl season for everybody. Love that. 55, 53, double overtime. KG Jefferson versus Jaden Daniels. Unbelievable back and forth affair. Um, that was one that kind of captivated and, and was just a hint of what was to come. And we've had great games games ever since um the last game on that first day was Tex tech 42 Ole miss 25 we talked about joey mcguire getting that extension and tyler shock who was you know an afterthought he got hurt earlier this year um high profile recruit finally showed hey this is this guy's something somebody to watch out for next year um in the big 12 ran it for over 100 yards had a couple other hundred through the air um and like five combined touchdowns an absolute blowout old miss big extension for lane kiffin who's on a four-game losing streak. Yeah, but I mean, we touched on it before. The players at Ole Miss didn't care about this game. Yeah. He doesn't care about that game. I hate when we do this. No, no, but it, that's I, just, I agree, but I hate when we yeah, do this. Yeah, it meant way more to Just Texas don't play. Though. Just don't play. I right. agree. Yeah, and that, some teams should say no. I mean, Breaking news, Billy. Penn State is up 35-14. to 14. Looks like Johnny and I is going to come down to the national championship. Stay tuned. Back to you, Billy. I appreciate that live update for us, Lane. Uh, that was just the, you know, the first big day. The next big day of bowl games delivered again. Um, we started out with you know, Minnesota Syracuse was a little bit of a, a snooze fest, but it was good to see Tanner Morgan get a chance to yeah. kind of end his a college crime. career. A crime. It was a crime. Against humanity. A crime that the under didn't hit, for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, a little too much Tanner Mo- Morgan and Mo Ibrahim. One last ride. Um, a good win for P.J. Flack. One last ride. Didn't mean much. Um, uh, Florida State finds a way. Connor in a back-and-forth game against the game six and six Oklahoma. Not comfortable. Um, Jordan Travis was really good. Johnny Wilson, unbelievable. I mean, he, he got a lot of early season steam, but through ACC play, they just mm. they either were getting beat close games or they were playing teams hey. that they didn't have to use them much. Mm. Uh, 200 yards through the air. A team that's got a lot better in the portal, hadn't lost a ton of guys to the draft or the portal. Jordan uh, Travis is a junior, I believe. Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming Johnny back. Wilson, sophomore. They're running back, sophomores and juniors. This is a Florida State team that if you're Mike Norvell, you're, you better win the ACC I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm just saying, I, no, good but, team. Well, I, I think 
they should be the favorite for the yeah, ACC. Hundred percent. Yeah, ten win Seminoles team, and then we get another great one: Oregon twenty-eight, UNC twenty-seven. A game that had a lot less points than a lot of people expected, but it was two. Uh, quarterbacks, Bo Nix and Drake May, who both played great. Nix gets the last draw with that that late. I think May threw one up in the end zone towards the end. Of the it was a work. crime for that to be a 14-point spread. But I will say that like two quarterbacks that immediately have to go to the top of the Heisman conversation yeah. for next year, right? Oh, yeah. And they got a chance to show it here. Well, there's um, another then, quarterback there that's is, up there with there them. Is, there is, there is. Yeah, no, Let's Travis. go, Connor! <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I I think that game delivered as well. And then even, Graham Mertz? Even Washington. Yes. Yes. You know, Washington in a game, that was a, the end of a long stretch of bowl games. Washington 27, Texas 20. Tough look I mean, for look Sark. what Kalen DeBoer did in his first year at Washington. I'm taking over a program that, again, after all the Jimmy Lake stuff didn't work out, they had so much stability under Chris Peterson, and he's able to get them right back to a 10-win season. I mean, unbelievable well, all year long, and they get that and, big win. I want to talk about that real quick, not about the game, but about Texas as a whole. We do this every year. I know I buy in every year, but now the plot's gotten thicker because Steve Sarkeesian has continued to underperform, and now you've got Archie Manning coming in, or Arch Manning, whatever you want to call him. Quinn Ewers is your starter, but you know Arch Manning's only getting four years. So they mess around this year or the second year. Something's got to give there in Austin. It'll be interesting to see how that'll be a big storyline next year. Permission to give a hot take. Yep. Go ahead. Um, Manning will be there for one year in transfer out. Okay. Yeah. That, would, that, that would mean Quinn Ewers starts the whole year. I, so. think, I think he's going to be the starter th- most of the year. They're not going to do well. Texas things are going to happen to them, and Manning's going to see the writing on the wall of, uh, this is a program I don't want to be the And face. go to Tallahassee. I would love that, but I also don't trust Manning to be that great. Here's what I'll say: stars. I said this: if if if, Arch, if Archie's last name, if Arch's last name isn't Manning, he's probably like a number eighty recruit. Yeah, uh, I've we'll, watched. I mean, we'll solid four, three. Stars. I've watched him play. We'll see. Um, and another guy that's going to be a Heisman contender next year: Michael Penix, forty six hundred yards, the Washington record. Um, the, these quarterbacks are putting up numbers, and there a lot of them are coming back. Lightning and, in a bottle. Another guy, yeah. Who knows? Um, Talk about a to, team that should win the Pac twelve. Yeah, they'll have a chance getting the next. Poor next Tom game. Allen didn't um, know what he had. Maryland beat NC State. 16-12. Ugly game. Don't want to talk about it, really. But like a nice, nice, nice job for Mike Locksley. I want to talk about say, Mike, 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 Mike Locksley. Hey, breaking news on the Maryland side. Uh, Jacob Copeland entering the NFL draft. He's got 26 catches for 315 yards and two touchdowns. He's a bum, guys. I don't want to talk about the game. Don't care about the game. I want to talk about the Mayo bath. Wearing that hat, is, that shouldn't be a loss. Can I say something? It was cheating. And then he tried to like make it a little better by like when the last bit of Mayo is coming out, he took the hat off, so a little bit when, got on his head. But when like, I rise to dumb. power, Mayo will be outlawed. There will be no mayonnaise in the United States. I don't hate that. The fact that they do that bath, if I was a head coach and I got chosen for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They asked them. They agreed to do it. No, I wouldn't do it. You don't have to agree to do it. I'd sit out. I would sit out the bowl. Wow. Yeah. Hey, um, do you just hate Charlotte? Is Mayo dividing the podcast. Who'd have Pittsburgh with a big win to end a, a rocky season. It's set 37 35 yeah, over UCLA. Want. Crazy yeah. finish. Big uh, comeback. Crazy, big crazy, comeback. crazy. Uh, DTR, three picks um, for UCLA. Kind of just. Bad a, way a, to, a, he's out now. Yeah, right? just a nice ribbon on the end of a, an up and down career for DTR and, and Chip Kelly. But um, what could have been for him? Five field goals by Sauls there for Pittsburgh, including. Chip that Kelly game should be at Florida. One. People forget that. Hey. Uh, and then the, the Gator Bowl, which we were at, um, Notre Dame 45, South Carolina 38. One of the best games I've ever been to. Incredible. Hey, Back hey, and forth. Billy, most games. How are, most how, points. How are the seats? Great seats. Hey, good, good. Great seats. Were they like in a box or not? No, no, no. I can't afford but, like, that. Sweet? But, well, Connor well, was. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Hey, yeah, just... you didn't pay for seats, Billy. Oh, I did. I didn't <laughs> sit with Connor. 
Wow, Connor, that's what it's come to. You've got a note. You're getting ready to run for a never mind. Never mind. All right, move on. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> I will say, I will say, Tyler Buckner getting a chance to play. I thought he looked okay. He's still gonna, it, that was a great game. It's still Sam Hartman's game. job if he wants it. <laughs> if you he, he hasn't had not an official yet, but um, uh, no, it would be Hartman's job no matter yeah, what. It's no, Hartman's no, job. but I just mean Buckner as a backup plan is will make me a lot more excited. Uh, going Hartman's already year. committed, correct? No. He's going. He's that's in the portal. He, all they're doing. That, so that's one thing I figured out about the portal that you got to deal with is this credit thing. I didn't realize that was such a big deal with these Power Five universities, but that could be the reason they're hanging hanging tight. Transcripts, all that stuff. Yeah, probably uh, the reason Grayson McCall couldn't come. Yeah, before. no, but I think Wake Forest credits transferred. That's pretty a good easily. point. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Wake Force is. Uh, I will say Notre Dame played much better than South Carolina. If you eliminate like three plays, including the 102 yard pick six, for electric. some reason they threw Absolutely that ball. Uh, okay, are, uh, that's are, not a close game. That's fine. But are we going to just stop for a minute and give South Carolina a little bit of credit here? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought they, they, they played Shane Beamer's doing oh. a good job in and, South yeah, Carolina. And, and he's got their a fans are so happy. top 25 recruiting class this year. Their fan base was delightful there. Got to get that it, blue chip they, ratio They up. traveled. And they, yeah, uh, it, was it, was right down, it was right down 95. Yeah, but it was, it was thought, 70% South Carolina against Notre Dame, which you don't see against Notre Dame None ever. of them thought they'd be in a bowl game, though, probably, especially one this late in bowl and season. Spencer, hey, well. Another so quarterback. Spencer Rattler coming back. One of the best balls I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, that's right. 70-yard touchdown to the guy that – I don't know how he got catch. a foot down either. Unbelievable catch. One of the craziest I'm plays so glad they did. Even like the Notre Dame fans I was around them were like, they can't overturn this. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was so incredible. Like, I don't care if he stepped on the line. Give it to him. I'm glad he's playing well. Um, yeah, well, they aren't real fans if that's the case, Have you Billy. been to a game in Columbia? Uh, I have. You want to yeah. know what game it was? Yeah. Florida. Urban Meyer's first game against Florida. Or, excuse me, Steve Spurrier's first game against Florida. Coming back, they beat us. Did they play Sandstorm? They always play Sandstorm. Yeah, no, but it's, it's yeah, a but newer it's, thing. It's, it's harder, to, re- it it's harder to remember because every time they kick off, you hear... Well, they were doing that. They played Sandstorm. It was awesome. That's like awesome. One of the best... One of the best traditions. I will seen. say, just to, to wrap a bow on that one, I think Marcus Freeman to get that win in a hostile Huge. environment. He needed, he needed like, that win with a quarterback who barely has played. Don't talk about Buckner. They find a way to get the win. It you wanted a, Buckner. Nice. You wanted Tommy Reese's head. Oh well, he called the hell of a game because yeah. guys oh, were running wide open. All were, you, place. were you disappointed they didn't play uh, "Here Come the Irish" or whatever? No, well, it was a, it was a mainly South Carolina crowd. <laughs> I can understand why they didn't get too many. You heard, we heard Sandstorm about fifteen times. That's didn't right. hear much Notre Dame. Oh, they shipped but, up to Boston. If you got uh, I will say, I will say the home team, uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Battle, uh, we'll say the Battle of the Bands, North Carolina, uh, Notre, oh, Notre Dame blew them out of the water. They go with really? the top. They went with a Top Gun. They, oh, had, yeah. they had jets going down the field with smoke. They had the smoke oh, and they blew no. it right on the South Carolina that, band as they were pretty, leaving. That's it was incredible. Those Midwest schools really know how to put together a band performance for their fans. So Notre, Notre Dame knows what they're doing. I yeah. was blown away with Ohio State's band it's a couple of times. It's the pride of the sunshine. <laughs> University of Florida. No, it was incredible. It was really cool. That was uh, at the time Notre Dame. I didn't know if they were going to win that game. I was like, all right, well at least I saw this. Were they better than when uh, Florida A and M and the Marching One Hundred come to Jackson? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They were good, but they're not. They're not elite. And let's they're not elite. Let's I want to go to a battle of the bands before it's over. Lane, no, you cool. don't. No, no, you let's, don't. Let's touch on the last. No, let's touch Slack, on the, the last game of that night. Um, I think this was a result that not a lot of people saw coming. I, I don't think people thought Tennessee couldn't win the game, but to win thirty-one speak for yourself, Bill. 31-14 over Clemson. Um, Joe Milton looked good in this football game. I'll tell you that. Uh, the boys in Knoxville right now are high on the hog on Joe Milton. They think he might be the next guy. Uh, Cade Klubnik, 
I still think he's going to be a star. Yeah, they I, move the ball at will. They just I, couldn't yeah. do anything in the red zone. I mean, it doesn't help when BT Potter's just you know he. You what he missed three field goals yeah, in the first had, half. He had Tennessee minus two or whatever. It was obvious. I mean, he he couldn't hit a field goal. Poor guy to save his life. Yeah, he uh, went one for five. I think a tumultuous year for Clemson, obviously. And two this, for five. This, sorry, this ending it this way um, probably leaves a bad taste. They've got the their quarterback now. now. But yeah, it'd be so, interesting to see so, how, how they bounce back. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. I mean, a disappointing season. Uh, the only other two bowl games: uh, Iowa twenty-one, Kentucky zero. You can't really read much out of that, but. It was an ugly game, and the under Will was never in doubt. Gone. Two uh, defensive touchdowns. That's the only way we got to 21 points. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I took the first half under as well. Uh, lost on two, real lost sick. on two yeah. pick six. Yeah, the fact that Iowa's defense decided to play was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. incredible. I mean, hey, the fact that their defense scored more points than either offense combined, yeah. that, that that was what we expected out of this football game. Uh, finally, Alabama, we talked about, was an impressive performance. And, and one of the K-State only kept it close for a they minute. Did. They did. 10-7 uh, at the end of the first. It was first. just difference in yeah, athletes. Alabama, I mean, Alabama played well. After a minute. It, dude, like those receivers got loose, and I was like, "Wow!" I'm just—I will say one thing though: Jacory Brooks scored on one of the plays. I think it was like a, a, a skinny post across the middle. And watching him run from the 40 to the goal line felt like slow motion. Like the, the, those wide receivers are a lot slower than they used to be. Yeah, so did, they got to get some speed on that. I team. didn't get to see much of this game either, uh, but. I was told from the graphics team here at Five Wide, uh, Austin, that uh, the Wildcats did look frisky in the first quarter. They did. They, they did look yeah, frisky. They, they, yeah, they were frisky. Um, they lost. They, yeah, they, they couldn't. They couldn't sustain it. Um, let's get to our bowl pick standings. We'll get to the draft league, and then we'll just quickly preview the national championship. Give our thoughts on it before we get out of here. Uh, bowl picks as they stand right now. This is pre Utah, which I think. Let's go ahead. And pretty much, we can pretty much solidify Penn State's going to cover this game. They're yep. by three touchdowns. Yep. Eight minutes left. Um, I'm in first right now, 24, 15, and one. That's, eight. That's great, Bill. Um, Tebow's in second at 22, 17, and one. And the gap will get a little bit closer because he's on Penn State. I'm on yep. Utah. Um, so he's going to be one game out going to the championship. So the winner is that still USC yet to be game determined. Killed me. And that did, USC did, game, man. Did we tie last year? Uh, no. Me last and you, year, last we, year, uh, we and Lane have tied to win yeah. it before. Connor yeah. and I, I think, tied one year. We yeah. tied for last last year. Me. I think. Uh, you, I came no, in the last, first year. No, the first yeah, year, the first came year. In I came last. in last. So, yeah, um, yep, and me last. and Lane divers picked do it, it deeper. Yeah, yeah, me and Lane picked yeah. the song. Um, so I know we tied. So uh, I, you know, I'd be happy. Johnny to tie always with you wins again if we have. Johnny to. always wins. Well, always wins. Always. Uh, uh, Connor, you're twenty nineteen and one. About to go to twenty twenty. Uh, is there a tiebreaker? Do we have a tiebreaker? No, we usually just keep the time. We choose the song together. Good year, Connor. Um, and then Lane and Johnny right now eighteen twenty one and one. But Lane's about to take a one game lead. He's on Penn State. Johnny's on Utah. So it'll still come down to that last. If we tie for last. Cam Rising's hurt. Yeah. If Cam we Rising. tie for last, we're doing a duet. Hey, Cam Rising being hurt, maybe. I mean, a lot of time to recover, but Florida's week one opponent. Oh, yeah. And uh, Florida travels to Utah. Yeah. That's yeah, not good. good. That's um, not good. I will, uh, last kind of touch on our group picks. We are 18-21-1 in terms of the, the team we you know, more people thought was going to cover. So still below 500. But I will say twice all year. In this bull picks, we had we're all on the same side, and we all covered. Yeah, ECU which usually and that means run the other way. So maybe next year we just align. We all pick the same thing for each game, and then we'll win them all. I'm going to get a big interactive flat panel, and we're going to mount it on this wall. Hell, the party. And we're going to pick everything before, and we're going to and we're only picking games that we're all five on. I'm in. Let's do it. How the parlay do? Uh, the parlay did not uh, do well. Florida State did not cover, which was Johnny. Um, I also didn't cover with my... Uh, who did I, have? I didn't cover UCLA. Either. UCLA cover lost either. outright. I pushed, I think. He I had Maryland. No, oh, no, Maryland won and they were, do- they were one yeah, point dogs. Oh, they were dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, so hey. I, th- I think we went three and two. Yeah, I, I think, think so. we went I, I hit mine. Bama yeah. won. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh, talk about this championship. Uh, draft League um, Lane uh, officially locked in 
Last place. 165 and 164. Oh, you are man. above 500. <laughs> oh, Am I done? Above, Am I, I done? I think you're done. Yeah, I don't have I TCU. I don't have any of these. I things. have yeah, Georgia. I think you're done. I've got so, I yeah, you finished one game State above 500. Well. I love Tebow, that. you're going to be finishing fourth at 168 and 160. Now, you have okay. a few games left, but yeah, you're, you're well behind show. third place. Um, nine and seven for bowl season so far for you. And then yeah. because of bowl season, Connor has jumped all the way up. Tied with Johnny right now. I don't know who they have left, but uh, uh, I have Penn State. Okay, uh, yeah, you have 177 wins and 150 losses. Johnny 177 wins and 154 losses. So Connor's in second right now. Johnny's in third. Johnny four and eleven in bowl season. I mean, you do have TCU. Connor nine and six. Oh, so you might end an even 500. Let's get or it. Tebow. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, so it's uh, I I did win. This was probably the the biggest draft league win. I had 192 and 140. That's uh, pretty ten and nine. Good. Yeah, I, I had a, a really good year in the draft. Um, well, maybe picking, maybe picking last. Is that that's two straight? That's yeah. two straight wins. It helps me. when you have Kansas and Duke as your last two picks. Yeah, they yeah. Win, that was game. solid. Yeah, yeah, it was that a was nice solid. year for me. Um, so yeah, I I, uh, I think I'll, I'll pull ahead in that one. Let's go to uh, the national championship preview. It's Monday, January 9th at SoFi Stadium, TCU, Georgia. Georgia thirteen point favorites right now. The over under sixty two and a half. Talking about some of the storylines. TCU's first title. Um, op, you know, first title opportunity really since 1938 the last time they won it um and then georgia looking for uh back-to-back championships so definitely a tale of two different programs not see that um you know i'm not going to talk too long i'll give my Has thoughts Florida in a second that? tebow no tebow oh. let, we'll talk about the game a two little out, bit two if, two if talking three. points come up but what what are your thoughts um what do you how do you think uh, this game goes you can just give a pick on the spread obviously we have to um, but if you have a feel on anything well else, you know johnny ahead. wasn't so sure if we were going to give picks tonight which made zero sense but i well, guess we could he's got to fix a toilet Give him a break. Sure, yeah. good point. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a uh, swirly in that toilet, and, right. then, and then do an upper decker. <laughs> uh, save the upper decker for when he gets his own house. A real nice welcome home present. Um, as for the game, I, I'm excited because it's a team we haven't seen before in a national championship, yeah. unless you were still alive in 1938. Apparently, Opie um, saw it. Well, good for him. <laughs> what does he think? Uh, how does this TCU he doesn't team watch compare? He no? Ever since they took a knee, he's done. All right, yeah. that seems about he's right. Um, yeah, I, it'll be exciting to see a team, you know, who's kind of a, they're looked at as a smaller school uh, compete up against a big dog in the SEC against Georgia. Uh, I I think Georgia kind of got a wake up call against Ohio State, who likes to play a little bit quicker, a little bit more spread out. So I think they're going to be a little bit more prepared. But like y'all were saying earlier, TCU, man, they're that team that has been in these close games all year. And if you give them a chance, I, I could see them sticking around a little bit later in this game than most people think. I'll wait to give my pick until after yeah, you go. Until the, Since you're in the lead, you can give your pick first. That's fine. Um, that's fine. What, I was, what I'll say is I think TCU's got to play kind of the same game style they just did against Michigan, and it's going to take some luck, too. And getting the turnovers out, turnovers out of Stetson Bennett has proved to be a challenge. Um, but they're going to need some, I think, to, to really stay in there with Georgia. Clearly better athletes in Athens. I mean, it's not even close. But you're right. TCU's played in these close games. They aren't afraid if they get down a little bit. Um, the only thing is, and you touched on a little, Tebow, if they can get a lead on Georgia, maybe that two-touchdown lead or you know things like that, because Georgia just played the game they did, I don't think it's going to phase them. They know they can do it too. So I think it's going to be really tough. Um, but crazy things have happened, and I don't think it would be – crazy to think TCU could win this game it's just going to be can they get all the breaks they need yeah a few things that I'm looking at I'm not you know I like we'll wait on our picks um, unless somebody has a really strong lean one way or the other but um, I do think that you know using Max Duggan in the way that Ohio State used CJ Stroud they had to force some mobility out of him 
because if you just sit back there against Georgia's pocket, you're, you're probably going to get more sacks than they had against Michigan, where they had, you know, they did only give up one. I think Georgia's going to be able to get more pressure with four and sit back and not have to play as aggressive as Michigan did. So, can TCU find a way to get the big plays that they consistently got against yeah. Michigan when Georgia probably won't have to commit as many people forward? Um, and then Georgia on the offensive side of the ball can they hit those same deep balls like Michigan was able to do against TCU that kept them in the game for so long? You, you, we saw Georgia. They haven't been that type of team all year, but they had to do it a little bit against Ohio State, and they kept finding the big play, right? Whether it was, um, you know, Anaya Smith, whether it was A.D. Mitchell, they were able to get some big plays on the outside. I think they're going to need some of those against TCU to give them some breathing room because I don't think either of these teams is going to be able to march up and down the field. It's going to be who can get more explosive plays, who can limit the explosive plays. Georgia's been better at it all year in terms of limiting can they do it against tcu that has been able to do it against everybody they played so far definitely going up against their biggest test it's like they're playing the um you know the grown-up version of michigan yeah right the same type of style yeah. but with better players on the outside is it going to be the smoke and mirrors or you know georgia going back to back who knows but I, I can't wait to watch this football game um especially after these two we got this weekend lane what do you think um i think it's going to be interesting i'll tell you this if you're sunny dykes i know you know he's sitting there saying he's gonna leave it all on, all out on the field so i mean be be ready to watch fourth and two fourth and four fourth and five he's going to be aggressive fakes i mean he's he's going for it um i think he's gonna i I think he knows um to win this game he's gonna have to have to have some things fall his way i'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because you guys know i'm big on the blue chip ratio um georgia has a blue chip ratio of 77 percent let me guess uh tcu has a blue chip ratio of i was gonna go 21 14 percent oh my you got to remember, these are, I mean, four stars and mostly three star guys, but they're doing good. They've got their four stars in the right spot. Um, but I dislike Georgia so much. I'm willing to throw everything that I've built my college football analytics on out the window. I need TCU to win this You're game. You're disavowing it. I don't care. I would love nothing more than TCU to be the first under 50% blue chip ratio team to win it. They're going to have to get aggressive. They need to watch this Ohio State game over and over and over again. Try to pay. You can't do everything just like Ohio State because Georgia's going to go back and fix 80% of what they saw. So you're going to, you aren't going to be able to go in there with Ohio State's game plan. But hopefully you can pick out some players in, in particular that you think you They've can beat. they got that threat on the outside. Well, with, uh, and try, yeah, and try to try to get some of that going. Oh, uh, they do have the threat, but he's not Marvin Harrison Jr. So I wouldn't focus yeah, too Mm. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, so look, hot take. I, the good thing is, to cover the spread, you don't need TCU to win. Correct. So um, I won't go there yet. But I think Georgia is. I mean, if they don't win this game, it'll be this will be the one. I mean, Billy, correct me if I'm wrong. The biggest Cinderella story in college sports in the when the last. I mean, in my lifetime. I mean, it's BC I, I or think, Boise State. I'm say that's the only thing you could compare it to, and that wasn't even a championship. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it, exactly. It, it would so be. Like, it would be the biggest. I mean, you think about Mississippi State winning the college baseball World Series, maybe, but team, they were but they were really good. Like I, teams just don't come out of nowhere and no, win the championship. They not, make runs. They make Cinderella runs. Even but they always in, end. well, that's what's so beautiful about this. Even like in college basketball, I mean, you'll have a 14 seed make the Final Four well, every now and there with the Elite Eight, Sweet 16. Butler's, but we're talking about a national. I mean, they could win. They could win. 
the whole thing. Yeah, I think, but I Butler think, missing that shot was probably that, the last opportunity. Well, and yeah. then I think mm, I think there were yeah. an eight. There's been two eights who have won. I think the UConn, the cardiac Kemba year. I think that was the probably. Which, the which again, though, how far that's did, a power. Uh, it, right. like, about, it's the other one was like Villanova back in the eight. What yeah. about uh, who was it? Like uh, Chicago uh, Loyola or Loyola Chicago in the final yeah. four? Yeah, didn't they get into the final four? That they did. So did George Mason. But again, they just they don't win. Yeah, we're talking. I mean, if if TCU wins this, it'll be something that we'll talk about for the next. Yeah, they've already done enough to to go down in college football lore because teams just don't come out of nowhere. Yeah, right. Even, which, even when we see these teams, do what were they projected to finish in the big, in the big 12, 12, 12, that was year? really loud. Yeah. 12. I think, I think they were, projected no, they weren't last. the 12th. No, I mean, Kansas still exists. They were not projected. 12. Okay. Maybe not. They were down. They were like there. middle. They were like middle Six, bottom half. Yeah. Wow. I thought, no, I thought they were in the, I mean, it's, hey. uh, you got to look at Tulane this year too. I mean, sure. It's not the national championship, but going to hey, a new six bowl. We've got hope. Which I actually hey, want to touch on a couple this. things we now. Uh, first off, TCU, Maddie I hope they here? play this game Easy. like they have nothing to lose. Like go, for, like you're saying, go for it on fourth downs. Do everything. Fake like punts, who cares? You're uh, there. Hail Mary go for on it. first like and the, ten. Like, they say, like Dan Fouts said in the uh, in the uh, what was it? The bowl game for the Water Boy. It's the last game of the year, man. Yeah, let it all. Hang I mean, out. you go Shane Falco, Washington Capitals on this. Also, all the is way. there is there anyone having possibly the worst week of their life than Lincoln Riley? He couldn't get to the championship as a Big 12 team. A Big 12 team goes even better. His brother is the offensive coordinator of the Big 12 team that did get to the championship. That's awesome. I love it. Shout out to Tulane. Go Green Wave. All right. Yeah. Um, I think it's picks time. I mean, I, we, know, we know this game right. could go either way. We've given our thoughts on it. And, um, you know, everybody, I'll go first. Yep. I got no problem. Why don't we go in the in the order then? Okay. I'll go, go first. Um, you know, everything is telling me Georgia's going to win this game by two touchdowns. I just can't do it. I've been betting against TCU kind of all year long, waiting for that shoe to drop, and they've they've proven that whatever they've got going there, Sonny Dykes, I'm a believer. I think that this game is not going to be a two touchdown game. I you know I'm not going to be betting TCU money line because I don't think they're going to win the game. But I think TCU finds a way to keep this thing, and it's not like a backdoor cover. I think this thing is going to be a dogfight for at least the whole first half, maybe even into the third quarter. I just I think Georgia has enough to get over the line, and you know you talk about two teams that have gotten some luck at least recently. Um, I think at the end of the day, Georgia is going to have enough to kind of go back to back, get a big win under Kirby Smart. But I like TCU to cover that thirteen point spread, and I like the over as well because even though yeah, even though I, I you like know that over. even though 60, 63 is a lot. Um, you know, I think wow. no matter how the game script goes, you know, if you think Georgia's going to roll away with it, what are they going to end with? 40-something points? Yeah. So do you think they're going to completely shut down TCU? Nope. I don't know. So I, I, I like the over. I like TCU to cover. Um, second place, I think that uh, that jumps to you, T-Bell. Well, you played my hand here, Billy. Give me the dogs. I think they I, – I like Georgia in this game. 13 is a lot of points. Big spread so far this year, and bowl picks have kind of bit me in the, in the behind. But I, I like Georgia here, and – mainly because I have to like him. But I think Stetson Bennett's going to come out. He's going to play his game. He's going to do his thing. And that defense, I don't think they're going to look as vulnerable as they did this past week. All right, Connor. Um, I'm going with TCU. I've already betted, actually, at 13. I think it's actually going to go up. I I expect the the bets to come in on Georgia and that line to move. Um, What I saw to Max Duggan in the Big 12 title game where he literally was – playing when he couldn't even like see and stuff he like was basically dying on the field i think it could be another performance like that where he knows this is the last game tc may never get back here he's going to give it his all i think they're going to keep it close i'm not going to say they're going to win the game i'm going to root for them to win the game i prefer tcu to win i think as storylines go would be the best thing yeah. as you're saying maybe ever in college football um i don't see georgia running away with the way tcu's offense could play but it wouldn't shock me if georgia's defense shut everything down i'm taking tcu i think it'll be close i'm rooting for them to win 
everything you guys just said. Um, TCU as well. I, four, 13 points is just a lot. Um, I think that TCU could get out in front in this game early. But again, we've seen Georgia time and time again. I mean, they, they if you if they're within 10 points in the fourth quarter, that's not good. You sprinkle the money line on them at that point because they're probably going to win. I think Georgia's going to win. Unfortunately, I would be the happiest person at this table by a long shot if Georgia loses this game. So yeah, plus three, Fox cover plus three sixty on the money line right yep. now TCU, and I don't disagree, um, Connor. I don't know if it'll move much, but if you can somehow get TCU at fourteen, or fourteen and a half, yeah, that would be nice just for the uh, the backdoor potential there. And Johnny, um, and Johnny um, you know, you, well, you heard Lane go with TCU. Yeah, and uh, he is a man of honor. He could very easily go with Georgia. We knew Johnny was on Georgia, but he's given Johnny the chance to make that thing a duet. And I want to do a duet with Johnny. Yeah, I like that. Um, so Johnny Don't is on Georgia. Um, you know, when in doubt, he goes Get with the SEC. The um, so, yeah, <laughs> Georgia is uh, is his pick as well. Um, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait for it. But more importantly, man, this week has been enough to, to make the whole college football season worth it. It was two incredible, up, two incredible games. Um, ton of great bowl action. Enjoy it. Enjoy the national championship. We'll be here next week after the game, um, giving our reaction and uh, kind of putting uh, putting an end to what is it? Year four of the five wide yeah, pod. And we'll be uh, doing a we'll, uh, well, we'll do that. We'll do that the week after. We'll do usually. a little pregame for the Jags playoff game. Hopefully. Oh, no, man. there ain't no hopefully do it. Hopefully. Jaguars well, going to the Super Bowl. You going to the game lane? No, I'm not. Do you want to? I'll be there in spirit. All right. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I'll go um, to the are you game. going to the game? I don't know, man. Yeah, you got to go. Too. You <laughs> I don't go. know what to do. <laughs> if you do, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I'll, I'll probably just jump off 437. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's been an incredible year. Can't wait to uh, see how it all um, ends up. And uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at 5 Wide Pod. You can also find this on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Been a great year for a lot of ups and downs, but the the season has delivered more so than I think any of the years here. Usually we get Goliath versus Goliath. We get the Goliath versus David opportunity here. And, um, you know, I think everybody and all neutral observers, the rest of college football is going to be rooting for the Horn Frogs. And that, that podcast we do on that Tuesday is going to be crazy if they can find a way to get it done. But let's just hope for a good game. Uh, everybody enjoy their start to 2023. Do you know what time it starts? Uh, I believe it's 8.15. Oh I say, no, God. college football, it's probably like yeah, so it's it's gonna always late. Oh, yeah. Going to end late. Um, but we'll be here talking about it as soon as it's done. Stay wide. <laughs>